welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Prada. Joining me to break down NFL Week 8, Austin Tark, James Bader. Guys, how we doing? Outstanding. Guess who's back? Back again. I'm fresh off a much-needed recovery. It was a, another loss. I needed that bye week to... <laughs> are we sure it's a good thing you're back (laughs) clear first of all i've been grinding this season like that was a well-deserved bye week i think we can all agree for me uh thank you guys for filling in you're welcome um i will say i mean you bring so much to the podcast austin mostly in your uh zoology facts and i think we might be talking cowboys vikings later too (laughs) so that's gonna be exciting but um you know, you can just hang on for that stuff. You don't need to give out a best bet if you don't want. I, I don't think people would be that upset. Um, look, look, I got you guys right where I want you, to be honest. I mean, it's... Got it. <laughs> I, I love talking shit right now because I have gotten one only one more uh, correct than you have. So. Yes, I'm one and six. But look, <laughs> if you guys can beat 11 and six, all of you guys... Oh, 12 and six, 12 and six, right? 18 weeks this year. If you guys can beat 12 and six, you beat me, but I'm still feeling pretty confident with where I stand. James took his first L. Um, Woo! Was excited <laughs> about that. Who'd you, who was your best bet last week? Oh, uh, the Ravens. They got obliterated. Oh, never mind. I actually bet I, that. I, I was not excited about that. Yeah, I did say either the Bengals win or the Ravens win by a lot. So I was like half right. We'll in the blowout, in the point. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we're not giving him the half point. <laughs> are you kidding me, Austin? What are we doing here? We need to make up ground. Um. All right. Uh, another week, Austin. Did you watch much football? Uh, you did run a marathon Sunday. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was funny. I was actually changing my fantasy lineup mid marathon, and I was still looking at the scores. So I did watch a little. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me was that Bengals win. Incredible. I mean, you guys just mentioned with the Ravens, but they beat the shit out of them. And I think we got to talk about them as a power in the AFC. But I think I'll, I'll get into a little later. I think it was a little fraudulent of a victory. I, I wouldn't necessarily say fraudulent. Um, but I do think what, they, what uh, they're showing us is that if you have three really good receivers and at the bare minimum an above average quarterback, I think your, your offense is just going to be really good. Um, like, look at the Cowboys, look at the Bucks, the Bengals. Um, I mean, the Chiefs lost a third solid receiver, and now their offense has kind of gone to shit. And, and I think that – I think it's really important. I think that could – there is, like, some – it's kind of understated, especially when we're looking at teams um, headed into the year. And I think we should keep that in mind for next year because if there is kind of the, um, you know, a Bengals-like team, we could possibly find a team undervalued like that, so – think that is something to watch out for um any other takeaways any like futures you bet uh colts niners that was a football game um i was very happy with that result oh you still owe me austin are we green button that yeah we did yeah both of you no no, no don't worry james is on the niners nice yeah uh yeah shit I'll, yeah i'll pay you 25 all right um Anything else? Any other things you've got um, stored up from the from the week? I feel like not much happened. Scoregami. Uh, score other than Scoregami. That's about it. Yeah, it was a pretty uneventful week. A lot of really, really bad football games. Um, Devontae I'm, Adams is out. I think people were making a big deal about how much he's worth to the spread. 
just because it moves so much, but it just moved through dead numbers. So like, it doesn't really matter in terms of probability. It's probably about the same. Um, other than that, I got, really got nothing. Should we just get right into best bets? <clears throat> Let's do it. All righty. Uh, James, you're starting us off. And Niners, correct? Yes. All right, sweet. So the Niners at Chicago, Niners lane four. The total is at um, 40. 40? Ooh, that's low. 39 and a half. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, we'll roll with 39 and a half. And actually, I'm seeing Niners minus three and a half. Uh, James present the case for the San Francisco 49ers. So I was on the Niners last week with Austin to start the week. And as the week progressed, I kind of moved towards the Colts, but the bet had already been placed. Uh, this week, I'm pretty strong on the Niners. Uh, I think the Bears currently are a bottom three team in the NFL. Um, just with everything going on behind the scenes, what the quotes coming from Allen Robinson talking about Justin Fields and how he like, he got no reps in the offseason. Nagy saying this this group he trusts because they're closer than ever after the last 48 hours after losing by 35. Uh, I just don't like anything I'm hearing from them. I certainly don't like what I saw from the Niners Sunday, but I kind of throw that game out with just the bizarre weather and uh, what do they call it? Like a winter, like a, a waterfall from the heavens or something? River, river from the heavens? It certainly yeah. looked like that. Yeah, Alan Michaels was talking about Carson, <laughs> Carson Wentz is ball balls handling. too much. That was, that, yeah. that was, I, I went on mute for a little bit. I'm not even lying. <laughs> and normally, anyway. I, normally I think they do a great job. That was – I can't continue. Sorry. Anyways, now the Bears are without Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. We saw last week the Bucks were able to establish the run. Um, and Leonard Fournette and that just – they ate offensively. I, like – just everything the Bucks did worked. And I think we see something pretty similar from the Niners this week. If they're able to establish the run, that offense should be able to work. I mean, when they weren't able to, to run the ball in the second half, it, they were really ineffective. Um, and then offensively, the Bears, like, just don't scare me at all. Fields had five turnovers last week. It should have been six. Four fumbles and two picks. It's, there's just not words right now to describe what's going on behind the scenes in Chicago. I just don't trust it. I think four and th- four or three and a half is a little light here. Um, I'd play this up to five or six. It's it's hard to lay this on the road with kind of an anemic offense, but I just don't trust the Bears. I like the Niners here. Austin, what do you think? I'm currently looking up the weather. It's week eight or week nine? Nine. Um, I mean, no, I kind of wanted. Is it? Not. Pretty yeah, sure. It's week I got uh, it. It's week eight. Because okay. sometimes it can be bad weather. It's just it's 13 windy. mile per hour winds. Okay. That probably favors the Niners. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm completely passing the game. I kind of want to take the bears, but as James mentioned with Khalil Mack and Hicks out the Niners, they should be able to run all over them, especially because Elijah Mitchell looked pretty damn good, at least to start that game. I don't really know why they went away from it. Um, I guess the weather did play a bit of a factor um, at the same time. Like this Niners secondary is really bad. And I yeah, like, but so was the Bucks last week. I mean, they're still really injury real in, sec- in the secondary. They had two yep. picks. And can the Bears take advantage of it? Yeah, can they, Fields they take can. advantage of it? Probably not. Um, but I think the one thing the Bears do have going for them this week is that Matt Nagy has COVID. And with <laughs> a hell yeah, Bill Lazor possibly leading the squad and leading the offense, I think could be the best thing for this team. Um, so that's kind of my biggest point for taking the Bears. I almost <laughs> want to take the over. If uh, if there wasn't weather involved, because this total is pretty damn low, and I think the Niners will be able to get theirs, especially on the ground. Um, it's going to be a pass for me, though. So coming into the week, I wanted to like the Niners. 
Um, but I've kind of talked myself into the Bears, so I will take your action, James. Um, give me the Bears plus uh, – it's three and a half right now, so we can just go three and a half. Um, I, I do kind of want to call, call it like a small hedge, but I, I do think the Niners are going to put up points. So um, I think a Niners team total over is not the worst look. But this is, I think it's, this is, and I, this, this is the reason why I'm so bad betting on or against the Bears. It's because they, it's like, they go in like three weeks, like three week flows where they'll like have like a pop-up good game. And then where it's the line just looks like, oh, this is a short number. Like, and like they're at home too. It's always, I always want to fade them at home. And then the Bears just and they'll they'll win this game outright somehow. I don't know, but um, I want to fade the San Francisco defense. I think it's I I, I was gonna say atrocious. That's a little strong. It's bad though, and I, the injuries in the secondary clearly matter, and they're cle- clearly struggling there. Um, now um, on top of that, Chicago they've had the hardest uh, strength of schedule up to this point. So I, I do think we're buying low on them a little bit. Um, and I, I think the Chicago skill talent is better than what the Colts had and the Colts put up granted there was a bunch of short fields, but they still put up what, like 30 points in like probably the worst weather we're going to see all year. I mean, there's um, a lot of PIs. That's true. But I would also say that's bad defense. And yeah. I think that good if offense. that's happening this much, then I think Justin Fields is going to have a good, uh, a pretty uh, easy week ahead of them. And also they have Nick Bosa, but they do not have anywhere near um, like the front seven that Tampa Bay has. And so um, I think Justin Fields will be uh, pressured uh, a lot less. So I'm also not super worried about that. I think the bears actually have their best offensive game of the year with no Nagy. Um, so that's, give me that's the, in a lot. So, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Only the hottest takes coming from me. <laughs> and um, so give me the bears. And I don't think that the Niners team total overlook is the uh, worst thing in the world. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, my best bet. I'm in second place. Suck it, Austin. <laughs> Damn boys on Sunday night, minus one uh, at Minnesota. Um, and my bad. Uh, I'll, total is 54 and a half. So I did bet this over too. I think I bet 53. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense decides to <clears throat> do what they want in the fourth quarter. In the thir- first three quarters, it's so conservative, and all they want to do is run the ball, and you can't do that against the Cowboys. So if they do just want to decide to be be- uh, play from behind all-, all game, that's fine. That's great for my over, and that's great for the, the Cowboys because I – don't think they should have any trouble scoring on this Vikings defense. Um, I feel like at the start of the season, we kept talking about how we expected uh, like improvement just because of the guys they got back and either these players are just got injured again, or they are not playing at a similar level uh, as of like two years ago. Um, they don't pressure the court, the quarterback very well, although it is a step up from last year. And now they go up against a very good offensive line who is getting their starting right tackle back after a six game suspension, which mm. I encourage people to look up um, what has kind of happened to Lyle Collins over the past like six months, 
because that that uh, and I'll tell you guys after this. It's I don't know all the details, but um, it is crazy. Like there's something with like a, um, I think with like a prostitute and like a a a weird like joke he made at a drug test and like a bunch of stuff. Like he tried to like bribe a drug the drug test guy. Um, so it's it's a bunch of weird stuff. But I encourage people to look it up. Um, so they get him back, which is great, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah. he's he's really good i mean he's just starting right tackle and i think with a week both teams have a week to prepare of course but um i think that it benefits the team on the road way more and just just because um you know it's more it's not as stress of a travel schedule and you do kind of get the time to kind of you know uh reboost but um yeah i've Give me Cowboys team total over Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can make this game a little ugly too. If the Vikings just want to run the ball the whole time. Uh, I think this is, I don't understand why it's only minus one at the moment. It was, it was minus two on the look ahead and then neither team played and it went down. So what I'm curious, what your guys thoughts here are. Well, I'm seeing a Vikings minus one now. Okay. Uh, Money's I, coming in. I don't get it. Yeah. I, Wait, I they're actually, favored now on BetFast. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they're getting healthier. Anthony Barr was a full practice today, but I mean, they're, they're really not missing anyone. Michael Pierce will be their only big injury. Yeah. I, I started the week. I actually bet the Cowboys on Sunday night minus one. I thought that was a pretty good number as it moved towards three. Now it's coming back and I'm kind of leaning towards the Vikings, obviously not enough to bet it. Um, I did tease the Vikings up to eight and a half. And now if it flips the other way, I'm going to tease the Cowboys to seven and a half. This feels like a one position game all the way. Um, I definitely think the Cowboys are a better team. I think they should be favored here. But I, I see a very close game playing out here. I just think both teams off the of bye should be able to move the ball and have pretty good offensive game plans. The double teasers are pretty fun. Yeah. Funny yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually really yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty mixed here. I Honestly, I think I'm going to come into this game with a live betting point of view. Um, I mean, Chaz mentioned how Vikings are so run reliant till we start the game. I think if Cowboys get out ahead early and they start passing, the Vikings start passing the ball, that plays right into what the Vikings offense should be doing. And on the same side, if the Vikings come out with a lead, this Cowboys offense is going to be able to do whatever they want. They should be able to score as well. Um, so I think I might just wait and see if someone's out to a 10-0 lead, I'll probably grab that side. Um, one thing I'll add is Patrick Peterson's out, and I know he's old, and oh, Ch- Chaz Peterson. called him washed last year. But he's been one of the best corners for the Vikings, and I don't know how they're going to stop this Cowboys receiving core. Um, my only argument for the teaser is this is a really big total, and they say don't tease uh, yeah. when a total is this high. But I, I, I hear where James is coming from. I mean, these the Vikings at home are pretty damn dangerous. They're, they're a different team, and they should be able to keep this game closer. All right. Um, Austin, your best bet of uh... – Eagles, that line currently is they are lane three and a half on the road at the Detroit Lions. Total is 47 and a half. Austin, I was hoping why are we you just, the Eagles? I was just hoping you were just going to give me a three just because, you know, you felt bad for the guy who's Take it. Six. You can have the three. I don't know. Right. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'll take <laughs> Eagles minus three and a half. I mean, I was on the Eagles last week, and boy, that was a bad performance against the Raiders. Wait, um, Austin, really quick. Yeah. This is – uh this is becoming a, like a, a lot of shades of last year when you and I would kind of just like alternate taking the Eagles every week. And we must've gone like one and six in that time. You want to know the difference jazz? 
Sure. Carson Carson Wentz is not the quarterback. A. Is Jalen Hurts uh, that much better? <laughs> no, but B, we're facing the Detroit Lions, and I am fading Detroit because I just I think this line is short. Look, the Lions are having all-in efforts from Campbell crying just a couple weeks ago, and they thought, oh, this is going to give the team life, so people started betting the Lions, and then they get blown out to the Bengals, to literally doing Madden plays last week where they're kicking on sides, they're doing fake punts, and they still lost by nine. And yet here we are, people still want to back the Lions, and I, I get it. They're playing hard. They have effort. But this is a bottom two, probably bottom one team in the league. They haven't scored 20 points since week one. They've trailed by double digits in every single game except for last week. I just I think this is a tough spot for them from I think, honestly, that was a pretty big loss that they suffered last week. Um, I just I think this line is short. Eagles have faced some pretty good offenses so far this season facing this bad Detroit offense. Their defense should finally look a little bit better. Um it's tough with this Eagles offense. They're just not clicking very well, but I, I, I'm going to trust that the Eagles can get it done against this really bad Detroit team. Um, so for that reason, I'm, I'm laying the points. I'll take the Eagles minus three and a half. James, what do you think? Yeah, this was, I bet this game would didn't make my likes. I agree with everything you said. The only point you could really make here for Detroit is that Cincinnati was also favored by three and a half uh, just two weeks ago. And, Obviously, with what we know now, we know Cincinnati is a better team than Philly. Um, but, I mean, since that time, I think you have to downgrade the Lions a little bit. Yes, they were impressive last week. But, I mean, if you look at that, there's so much of it was luck. And onside, two fake punts. I mean, he's, Dan Campbell's pulling stuff just from nowhere. Um, and even with all that, they still lost by nine, like Austin said. It, I do feel this is a little short. So, like, I will be on the Eagles as well. But it's an ugly play for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to like the Eagles because I think that the lines are kind of just like due for, hmm, actually this just kind of came to me in my mind. So I think if I were to bet anything in this game, it would be Eagles alternate spreads because with how aggressive Dan Campbell has been, mind you, not exactly in like the best of spots either. Like he's still kicking field goals, fourth and one things of that nature, but if some of these fake punts, onside kicks just blow up in his face, then that could just create even like very easy and uh, like great field position for the Eagles. And so I do think that could uh, present opportunities for them to kind of create a big margin here. Um, I three and a half is tough for me just at like minus 110. So that is kind of where I'm leaning. Or I, I would I would lean Eagles, I guess. But um, I don't know. I, this is an interesting game because I'm curious how. I'm curious to see how the Eagles um, kind of look, especially after a, a, like a, what was a pretty, like, I would call it a blowout loss. I think it's worse than the score indicated, but um, Sirianni is just a weirdo. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he's the guy. I, I would agree. And like, I'm willing to give him a few more games, see if he can turn oh, it around. No. But you're gonna call for his head, the Jazz curse. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm not calling. I'm not calling for it yet. I, but I, I, hey, I give, I give people a chance. I give people a chance. But man, that time is coming soon. I do still have one thing to add. Sure. Um, so, according to my sources, um, oh this, yes, yeah. So this is honestly hard to believe, but. I, I'll, I'll, my sources don't lie. And obviously I'm not going to reveal my sources, but apparently an Eagle can kill a lion. See, I would not be able to expect that. Well, the, the Eagles, Eagles are like huge. 
yeah but lions are fucking huge like they're the king of the jungle all you would think they could just stand up and just slap it but according Maybe to my sources are too an, fast. Eagle, an eagle would be able to kill it which just plays more into the fact that they should be able to cover this spread yeah it's worth a half point i agree um <laughs> let's move on is that <laughs> goodness gracious <laughs> Let's 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 get to this anchor ad and then talk about the rest of the games. Uh, quick word from anchor. All right, thank you to anchor. Um, also, I think we should reveal your source. No, no, no. I, an expert never reveals the sources because they'll right. start going to him. I mean, he's he is your ghostwriter after all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for all all of our animal facts, I could see an eagle killing a lion. I could. There we go. I hope they I hope they do by four points this week. Now. We've got another a, – a bill is a buffalo, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> so there's a buffalo buffaloes. I think this is the first time I've actually thought about that. <laughs> it's a Bengal tiger. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's not even close to as bad as that. Yeah. yeah. That was idiotic. <laughs> um, could a dolphin uh, kill a bu- – uh, <laughs> could a dolphin kill a buffalo bill? I guess we'll find out this Sunday because the dolphins are getting 14 points. The total is at 49 um james i'll start with you what are your thoughts on this game uh there's about the same statistical likelihood of a dolphin jumping out of, out of the water and killing a bill as the dolphins winning this game uh wow the, bill, <laughs> the dolphin the the bill is coming off a bye after a loss uh i'd be scared if i were the dolphins i i have no play in this game 14 is a ton of points but i'm very curious to see how the bills come out i think bills first half could be an angle here if you can find a seven instead of a seven and a half i kind of like that um, but in terms of laying 14, I'm not interested in that. Personally, I think this is way too many points. I completely the, the, agree. The look ahead was 11, and now we're Miami was somehow downgraded three points after a pretty good frisky performance against Atlanta last week. And like, if you look at the box score of this first game, they lost 35 to zero, but it was the closest 35 to zero loss I've ever seen, just considering <laughs> that once Tua got hurt. The game was over. It was 14-0. But, like, Buffalo just, like, their team their team stats were – I'm not – it's not in front of me. It was very similar to Miami. They had a lot of short fields. Um, these two – but I want to say, like, that that game was closer. But at the same time, the Bills have owned the Dolphins in the past. Um, like, it's just it, – for the last three years, it's just been difficult for Miami to keep these games close. So, for that reason, I'm staying away. And especially Buffalo is the type of team that loves to get margin. They keep their foot on the gas as the game goes on. But I, my gut tells me this is way too many points. I think 14 Miami has some value. Uh, this is a like for me. This is a bet. I bet um, Dolphins plus 14. Um, and I, I think people are taking two plays from an entire ga- uh, um, game last week, and they're using that to, like, define who Tua is. And that is just, like, first of all, like, whether you think he's going to be good or not, like that's one thing, but to kind of like just take like ridiculous, ridiculously small sample sizes in which he actually has a good game and makes a bunch of good throws. That's ridiculous. Um, I don't think the Miami Dolphins is that bad with him. They might get more um, receiver reinforcements back this week. I um, wish that would be a plus. And we were just talking about two, three weeks ago about how the Buffalo Bills have an overrated defense and why is that not going to apply here? I think the Dolphins are so ripe for a backdoor, especially just uh, for the reason of they want to get to a more reps. And um, I'm I'm aware that 
Buffalo just murders the Dolphins, but I, I don't think that's as much of like a coach owning a head coach more so than um, kind of taking advantage of at least in, in especially like last year and uh, the year before, I think they just take advantage of um, like a much weaker team. And I think this is a better team. Like the Dolphins, this is, I think at this point in time, the Dolphins have their best team in like the last say two years. And I think 14 points is way, 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 way too expensive here. I also think that uh, the over is a little low too, because I think there's going to be a bunch of points unless there's weather, which I did not look at that. I didn't uh, look at the weather for any of these. Light, light wind, uh, not light wind, but wind up to 14. Hmm. All right. That's Possibly wind. Drizzled too. But I would also say that benefits um, Miami just because they are looking Dolphins at like water. Well, oh, James. Oh, there we go. James, you're <laughs> speaking my language right now. Um and but and like Miami's offense thrives on short to intermediate passing, and I don't think that wind is really affecting that as much. So, um, give me the Dolphins plus fourteen. I think this is a perfect spot to um, grab the Dolphins too. One so. thing I just want to add: Miami's got a lot of guys. I think playing for their jobs at this point. I mean, with their record, and I think Flores is also possibly coaching for his job. Um, they're, they 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 got to start putting some good performances together and. I know two is sure looking over his shoulder. I don't know if you guys saw his quote this week. Yeah. Um, but he's not, which I don't know. That could be a bad thing too. Um, I mean, he says he's not exactly feeling wanted. No, um, he said, I don't not want uh, feel wanted. Yeah, I, I don't really know what the hell that means. I, I think it's like a neutral statement. <laughs> it's neither. It's certainly not a good statement. Negative which... or positive. I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, oh my gosh. More animals. Panthers at the Falcons. Panthers plus three. Total is 47. Um, Austin, I'll kick to you. Yeah, a Panther would beat a Falcon. Absolutely. And uh, wait, 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 really quick. It's just it's it's just another bird versus like a jungle cat. It's a good point. But the football team is going to cover the spread. Look. Okay. I think the football team is not playing in this game. No, I mean the football team Panthers, not the animals Panthers. Anyways, <laughs> please please move on. <laughs> um, what has Atlanta really shown us here that there should be a three point favorite? I mean, they had a, a good win off a of bye against the below average Miami team. Um, Atlanta is thirty first in success rate on defense, and they haven't faced a good QB really once outside of one game against Brady. And now I know Darnold is not a good QB, but this Atlanta defense is bad. I'll repeat, they're thirty first in success rate, and that's against some of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, this is a game where I just think Darnold has to take advantage. Uh, Atlanta secondary is pretty banged up. AJ Terrell most likely is out. Falcons also only pressured Tua last week on 25% of snaps, and that is against Miami's O-line, which is one of the worst in the league. Darnold's going to have time. He should be able to exploit the secondary. If there's any sort of pressure game, the quarterbacks are under pressure this week. Darnold is one of them. He has to perform this week. Um, on the, on the other quarterback side, in the last five weeks, Matt Ryan has not faced a high-pressure rate team. Every opponent they've had, they've played has been below average, and the Panthers rank seventh in the league, which could, should cause a lot of problems, and I think will be a lot of reminiscence of the Eagles game and the Bucks game earlier this season where Matt Ryan just not did not look like the same player. I think a plus three Panthers is a really good number. If it does fall down, I might even take them in a teaser leg, but they're, they're, they're going to be live to win this game. James, what about you? Totally agree. This is one of my likes. Uh, I mean, I think Atlanta's getting a lot of value because their last four games come, come against the likes of the Giants, football team, Jets, and Dolphins. Um, like, Gosh. I just – yeah, horrible. 
I, what's happening to them right now is the same thing that happened to the Panthers to start the year when they played the Jets uh, and two other horrible teams. So I think they're just overvalued right now. Getting a whole field goal here in a divisional game um, against two teams that I consider below average. I'm, I'm definitely going to take the dog here. Um, like Austin said, Darnold is playing for his job here and honestly probably his career. Um, so huge game for him. And I just think three is too many. I think, this, I think the three could matter here. I, I could see this ending on one or two. I agree. Um, I love the Panthers here. Um, so the Falcons, which to if we're going to quickly move back to the Buffalo Dolphins game real quick, Buffalo has the um, – sorry, I read that wrong. Um, ignore what I just said. Anyways, um, Atlanta has faced, like uh, Austin alluded to, a bunch of uh, really bad pass defenses. And now um, I'm, I'm seeing on the Twitter timeline that people are, oh, Matt Ryan is secretly good. No, Matt Ryan is not secretly good. All right? Matt Ryan, we, we listen, he, he rose from the dead a, co- a, a couple games ago, and he's been a walking corpse for a while. The Panthers are going to come bury him again. Um, I think that the pressure uh, stats that Austin threw out were, are very important. And then finally, um, the Falcons have faced, um, I think, only bottom seven coverage uh, graded um, teams this year. And um, I th- and I think I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Stefan Gilmore does come back this- or is going to be eligible to play this week for the Panthers. Um, I think that's huge, especially if he's shadowing a Pitts or a Ridley, whoever. Um, I hate backing Darnold. But I think getting three here is too much for what I think is a bad Falcons team. So give me the Panthers plus three. I'm going to be betting them to win the game too. It does look like Stefan Gilmore will return. Well, he's hopeful of it. Matt Rule's hopeful of Gilmore's return. But um, I don't think that has anything to do with injury, though. I think it's just whether he's like ready or not. Okay. If that makes sense. The only sense. thing I'll add uh, this Atlanta team for the literally the last four years, they do this. Every single time we're either three and three right now. And you think, could this, could they be coming around? Could they be turning the corner? And every single time they fail and almost every year I'm usually riding on them. Uh, but this is the exact type of game that they always fall apart on. And if they don't do it this week, we're going to have a great fade potential uh, at new Orleans next week. Oh Love yeah. It. Um, Titans at the Colts Titans getting one and a half and the total is at 51. Um, Austin, I'll kick to you. I believe you have a like in this game. Got the over. I really like the over in this game. Um, I'm just back and forth on the spread. I'd, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. Um, but this Titans offense right now, they're rolling. They got Julio and A.J. Brown healthy. Well, Julio's as healthy as he can be. But with their with those receivers on the field and with Derrick Henry doing what he is, that offense is absolutely rolling. This Colts secondary is still very hurt. And they played the Texans two, week, two weeks ago. And uh al michaels had river flying from the sky last week so no one was really able to exploit what this colts defense is i think this week the titans certainly will be able to um in this first matchup titans had three turnovers in um in their in their first game and i think two of them were in the red zone um and they still managed to score 25 points i don't see how a colts defense that is more injured now is going to be able to stop this offense and on the other side Wentz is playing pretty well um i i understand that his best throw is five yards short of his receiver to get a defensive pass interference, which just was ludicrous. Last it week. is an effective throw. It is effective, but at the same time, he does look pretty good. Um, he, he's not completely washed. Quentin Nelson should be back. Um, I've noticed that they've doubled their play action rate now that he's healthy and it seemed the team seems to be succeeding. 
And this is the same Titans defense that gave up 27 points just a couple weeks ago to the Jets. I'm not going to overreact to their great defensive performance against the Chiefs. Every team has their off weeks on offense. I still think this Titans defense is second. Their secondary is banged up. The Colts should be able to get theirs. Jonathan Taylor is still running very hard. Um, I, I think the over is just a really good play. And the fact that we're getting key number 51, it's a good look. James, what about you? Solid handicap there. Uh, I'm on the Colts here. Uh, I bet it a pick, and now it's kind of moving towards the Colts towards three. Um, I do, I'm, I've been impressed by the Titans last two weeks. There's no doubt about that, but we're getting a great sell-high spot here. Uh, last week, I think that scoreboard is a little deceiving. They dominated the game completely, but once you go up 17-0, I think KC throws the, everything they have in the playbook out, out of the window. And at that point, it's just Mahomes improvising. He was not able to. Um, but the defense is still really bad, and I think the Colts can run the ball on them. Um, last time the Colts actually moved the ball really well. It's just they, as usual, they struggled in the red zone and settled for field goals. Um, if they can, if they can cast those opportunities in here, I think they win this game. Um, honestly, I think it's going to come down to that, just executing the red zone. And if they can do that, like they did last week in San Francisco, I think the Colts win this game. Also, just to add, Titans are coming off two of their biggest wins of the year. I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, I know it's a division game, but it's kind of a letdown spot. Absolutely, left-hand spot. Um, I really like the Colts this week. Uh, Austin, I do agree with your over. Um, yes, the Colts have um, secondary injuries, but so do the Titans. And this, and I think, would you guys agree with me if I said, like, at least the Colts' defense secondary was good to begin with? Uh, yeah. At, like, at, at, give me like average. It's not. It wasn't like horrid. And like mm-hmm. bad. It's not on the Titans level. You, oh, so you would disagree, Austin? No, I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, well, I think the Titans secondary and just defense overall was horrific to begin with. And I'm not going to let a weird three-point win or or holding the Chiefs to three points really influence me there. And I I do agree. I think that coming off what is uh, like a good win against the Bills and a utter domination against the Chiefs is the time that you want to back the Titans. I think we are here. We are selling, selling the Titans at their absolute high point. Um, and their, their injury report is so long. It's, I think I counted about 16 players granted three of them were just not injury related, just rest. But um, with that many people on it and I don't know how, but somehow the Colts injury report is shorter. Um with what I've seen from Carson Wentz and what I've liked that I've seen from Carson Wentz, um, I think this is a great time to buy the, the Colts, um, even though they did get a primetime win. And um, it's I'm fading the Titans' defense. It's not good, um, regardless of what they've shown. I mean, we saw what I think is kind of a similar offense in structure uh, with the Bills, uh, put up a bunch of points there. And um, I think we see more of the same here with the Colts. So give me the Colts. Um, minus one and a half. You guys got anything else? No. Sweet. Uh, Rams at the Texans. Um, Texans getting 14 and a half at home. Total is 48. Austin, I'll start with you. Uh, what do we like? Um, well, I mean, I, w- I really did want to take the Texans. The fact that Tyrod Taylor is most likely coming back, it's going to provide the team with a lot of extra life. Uh, there's just something about a quarterback who comes back on the helm, retaking over. I think just the energy, the team will have more energy, especially when the team was having success with Tyrod at quarterback. Um, but 
at the same time, it's just if the Lions didn't keep last week so close, I think the Rams are just going to come out more focused this week. Um, they tried to sleepwalk through last game and they ended up having to battle all the way into the fourth quarter. Um, I kind of lean Rams first halfway. I kind of think that they're going to come out firing, come out with energy, try to just build a big lead because um, the Titan Texans are certainly live for a backdoor, but I'm just going to pass on the game. James, what about you? Yeah, it's not a lead for me. It's a like for me. I like the Rams. Um, it does, I don't think it matters who's played quarterback for the Texans on Sunday. The offense is dreadful. I mean, they scored eight points last – sorry, they scored six points last two games. The defense scored two. I think the Cardinals actually left a lot of points on the field last week. That easily could have been worse than 31-5. to five. Um, And the Rams after last week, like Austin said, kind of slept walk through that game. I think we get a more focused team here. Um, I don't hate the first half angle, but I think McVay is the type of coach to just keep laying it on him. Um, I like minus 14 and a half. If it moves down to 14, it would, it would be in best bet consideration. Um, I think if Tyrod plays, I think the over is a good look. Uh, we know the Rams are going to put up a bunch of points here. We know they can pick up like chunk yards with ease just in the passing game. And if Tyrod plays, I actually think that from what the Lions, how well they are. I mean, I thought they moved the ball pretty well last week. Um, like they gave up a bunch of yards and successful plays in the run game and passing to, to a, what I think is like a less talented offense in Detroit. And now I think that the over would be the right look here. It's just if, if this is especially only if Tyrod plays, if it's long neck, David Mills, I <laughs> don't really want any part of that. Um, as part of the side, 14 and a half feels like too much, but, I don't have to bet the Texans, so I'm not going to bet the Texans. And you know what? I'm kind of happy with that. Um, that's all I got. Anything else? All right. Bengals <laughs> at the Jets. Jets plus 10 and a half. Um, total is at 43. Austin, why are you betting the Jets? Love it, dude. I fucking love being on this team, man. Look. I think, the too, I think the number is too big. Why, why do you love it? Because, dude, when I'm on the Jets, they usually do me well. Uh, it's Look, it's not like Mike White, Matt White can be a huge downgrade <laughs> over Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson hasn't been that good. I mean, I, I just think this number is too big. Just a month ago, since he was at home, favored by seven and a half versus the Jacks, and now they're on the road and we're looking at ten and a half, it's, it's just I can't. And look, as I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, I'm not going to overreact too much to their offense last week. Uh, I forget the word I used. I agree with Chaz. I was a, a bit harsh. Um, but it was a horrible performance from the Ravens last week from a tackling perspective and for just giving up huge touchdowns. They gave up like four of the touchdowns the Bengals had were on three play drives. Um, it's just it, it, that's not a great offense. That's just making big plays. And that's not very uh, consistent and repeatable. That's yeah, that, that varies. And look, this is a third week on the road for the Bengals and they just come off a franchise defining win. This is a numbers play for me. Give me the jets. I think 10 and a half is very valuable. I think there might be value in just saying, Hey, no one knows really what Mike white has, what Matt white has, and maybe he's a decent quarterback. So I'll say it. Oh, he's going to say it, isn't he? I think jets are live as well. No, I, they're think they're, I think they're going to win this game. Stop. I think I think they're 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 there's going to be I think they're gonna win this game. Fuck it. Jets Jets are but I really like the ten and a half. You're a moron. So like I I first of all, I do lean the Jets way. It's just selling the Bengals oh, at their Jets. high point. But dude, you can't reasonably think like the Jets can win 
I do. I do. I really do. Okay. I look, I'm, I'm impressed with the Bengals, but it's just, it is such a spot. It is such a sleepy spot and give me some weather too. Um, not weather, but that's okay. I, 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 <laughs> that's okay. Uh, James, James, what do you think? I actually bet um, the Bengals eight and a half. I thought that was a little light. Now it's a 10 and a half. I actually kind of lean to the Jets way. Woo. I, I'm not going to say they win. I, I mean, ideally the Bengals win by 10 here, but I, I don't have a whole lot to add. It's, it's all about the spot for me. Um. I was listening to uh, the PFF podcast. I, I think they're really good. Um, and one of the, uh, the guys on there was saying how, like, if you try and, like, put teams into, like, buckets, you can kind of find, like, good, um, like, kind of good, like, situational angles, I guess. So you take a team like the Jets, and I think it's fair to say that they are tanking, um, which, like, I think in the NFL, that's not exactly, like, quite the best term to use just because teams can kind of pop up and play well, you know, the any given Sunday kind of thing. Um, and then you have, I still do think the jets are tanking though. Like it's clear that they're not making many efforts to um, win games, maybe stay competitive and develop their young players, but certainly not win games. And I think when you take a team like the Bengals, you kind of put a, put them in a bucket of, you know, they're like a young, exciting uh, team and, you know, they're excited to be good and they're excited to be um, kind of get margin on teams. And so that I Austin, I agree. I think 10 and a half is pretty crazy. But like I said about the uh, the Texans, I don't have to bet the Jets, so I'm not going to. And that you're also you're taking this from a guy who's betting Kansas money line this week. Um, so I probably shouldn't be uh, making fun too much of you for your Jets money line bet. But um with Mike White as your quarterback, I think that there's so much that can go wrong there, whether it's just constant three and outs, a bunch of picks, whatever, that I don't think the upside is there to take a 10 and a half. Um, I, Sounds like a money line might be the better option. But they're not talented <laughs> enough to like hang with them. And like we're seeing the Bengals make plays and the Jets secondary is bad. How are they going to cover all those receivers? And I – Oh no! I I but can we not buy into this Bengals team too much just quite no, yet? I no, no, I agree. I'm 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 so so down with that take. I mean, they almost but, just lost to the Jags a month ago. Like, why why yeah, can't the Jets hang around here? But I because I don't think just that, I don't think that means we have to bet the Jets. If that if no, I, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. So, but that's you know me, and you know I love I dude, love me I, some some. <laughs> Some jets. You you do love the Jets, I and like I kind of do too. And I'll, normally this is a spot where I'd like the Jets, but with Mike White, I'm out. So that that's just kind of where I'm at. I Austin, there's like a I had so I I think I follow college football like really closely, and I and like I think I know like a good amount of the quarterbacks on all these teams, and I had no idea when Mike White was. Uh, drafted if he was drafted or what school he went to and like on top of like that he's the guy's just got the most generic name ever it's like almost matt white <laughs> it is almost matt white and uh, if you say mike white i think of the florida basketball coach before i think of him <laughs> so uh, i don't know oh college basketball is coming up i'm excited 
But let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns. Browns laying three and a half at home, total 42 and a half. Um, James, I'll kick it to you. What are we thinking? I actually bet this under at 43 and a half. Ooh, we got, some, we got some wind coming. It uh, looks like 15 to 18 mile per hour gust on Sunday with a little bit of a drizzle. Um, in terms of the side, I lean to the Browns at three it would be alike, but I don't think that number's coming back. Uh, I just, I've not bought into the Steelers team. I think that offense is dreadful. Um, and I think it's a good use of dreadful. That offense is really bad. I don't care who really starts for the Browns. I think it's going to be Keenum if it hasn't been announced yet, but I really don't think it matters. I just think that the, uh, the Steelers aren't going to score enough here. And if you give Stefanski um, extra time to prepare with that four days playing thir- on Thursday last week, I think it's enough for him to script some pretty good stuff. And listen, I was like the offense didn't move the ball last week too. I think they outgained the Broncos by over 150. Uh, they left some points on the board, ended the game in the red zone. Um, so I think the Browns can actually score here. I just don't think the Steelers can, even if the Browns' defense is injured. But they are getting a little healthier with that extra rest. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on your side. I mean, this this line just feels short, especially with Baker most likely playing, Chubb most likely back, and if they get any other combination of their skill players, this line's only going to go up, and I think it will go up by Sunday anyway. I mean, the Steelers might be off a bye, but as James mentioned, Stefanski's got extra time to prepare. I mean, the, the rest advantage kind of negates itself. I'll take the Browns. I, I think I think there's a good number. Um. Is Jarvis Landry going to play? I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the uh, injury report right now. Um, he did not practice Wednesday, but um, I agree. I yeah, I I like I like the Browns. Um, I think that I just I I want to fade Ben Roethlisberger as long as he's in the lead. I think or in the league. I think that's just kind of where I'm at at this point. Um, the offense is anemic. I think the defense is kind of seen like the year to year variance that you kind of get just with like elite defenses, which doesn't mean it's bad. I still think it's a good defense, but it's certainly not um, playmaking at the same rate that it was last year, which like that'll just happen. And I think that we are on the upswing of value, but I still think there is value on backing the Browns, especially with all the injury, uh, all like the guys they're getting back. Um, I have a question for you guys. Are you worried about, like Baker's injury at all, or do you think it's going to be a pretty similar level of play? I mean, he hasn't been great by any standard, so I, I can't imagine it being much worse than like how he's played. Honestly, like I, I don't think Keenum's much worse than him. So I, I agree. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's that big of a difference. Okay. I mean, they should, they should send out Keenum if, if they have to. But at the same time, I honestly, I think Chubb's injury just matters more. If he's there and they can rely wow. more heavily on their run game, then that opens up Baker and you don't have to worry about his injury so much. Yeah. And um, I offensive line has kind of been banged up too. Um, if you can kind of get more of those guys back, um, you know, if Jarvis Landry can come back and if Odo Beckham can stop dropping every other pass is thrown to him. I, I think that there is some sky high potential um, for this offense because it is so talented and the offensive line is so good. Running backs are great. Um, and it's a unique offense. Not many other teams, maybe San Francisco, are, um, are doing uh, what they're doing right now. And I think that is a credit to Kevin Stefanski. So give me the Browns. Um, I'm buying in on the offense this week. Niners. Oh, wait, no, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Oh, oh, baby. I was making <laughs> fun of 
Austin betting the Jets, but I am betting the Jags getting three and a half at Seattle. Total is 44. Um, I'll start. Jags fresh off a bye. I'm sure Urban Meyer was doing his thing in London for a couple extra <laughs> days. He's feeling good. Jags feeling good. Um, got their first win. I think that's important. And I also think it's important that they didn't have to play the week after. I think you get a week to kind of like rest and reflect on that. I think that is a good thing. Um, I think what we have seen from Trevor Lawrence is that he has only gotten better as the weeks have gone on. And now he's facing a dog water defense, especially in the secondary in Seattle. Um, I expect the Jags to move the ball. Um, I think on offense, their worst uh, point is the offensive line in the Seahawks have not been great up front. So um, I'm buying in on the Jags offense. And finally, I don't think Geno Smith should be laying more than a field goal. Um, even if it is at home, it's, he was dangerously close to making a bunch of disastrous plays to put, um, put them out of the game and save a 85 yard touchdown from DK. They only score three points. Um, and, that, and, and that I believe it was, was on eight by penalties. Yes. And it's like oh, 30 yards of penalty. That it was as a Saints fan. I could not, I was angry. That was the most sloppy game. I've seen that defense play in a while. Um, and they still have five sacks. Yes. And so, um, and believe me, I, I, the Jags have the worst passing defense in the league, but I think that the Seahawks have a lot of offensive problems right now. So give me, I think get three and the hook don't, I wouldn't even bet this at three. I think getting the hook is why I'm on the Jags. So Austin, are you going to disagree with me? Yes. Yes, I am. All right. Um, Look, the Jags are a step down in competition defensively. Like Geno Smith oh, will easily. have a better a better chance to put up points this week. Um, yeah, the Saints were sloppy last week, but the Saints are still an elite defense. We'll get to them later. But it's difficult to score on them, and especially in some tough weather conditions, I don't 100% blame Geno and that Seattle offense for struggling last week. And look, it's, I guess, an advantage that the Jags are off a bye. They have an extra week to prepare. I don't know what Urban Meyer can actually do with that because I don't trust Urban Meyer. And wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think you can – if it's about um, – if this is like anything about kind of like Urban Meyer as like a leader, I think absolutely call it into question because I do think as a coach that does matter. But in terms of like football preparation, I don't think Urban Meyer is that bad. Well, getting to that, Urban Meyer said this week, we want to run the ball more which is not how you beat the Seattle Seahawks. Because as Chaz mentioned, their past secondary is dog water. And for him to say that quote, I think plays right into Seattle's hands who have a better rush defense than pass defense. So for that reason, I'm not going to give points to Urban Meyer for his preparation and for giving them a better scheme over their bye week. This is a huge game for Trevor Lawrence, a rookie in coming into Seattle. I just think it's a tough environment, especially, and I, I honestly, I thought you had a really good point having a bye week after your first win in 20 games is a good thing just so that it would be a letdown spot. But at the same time, they're coming off their first win in 20 games. This is a must win game for Seattle. If they win this, they go to their bye week, they're three and five. Russ is supposed to have his finger splint uh, taken off and hopefully he'll be back after the bye. If you're three and five, you have a chance. If you're two and six, the season's over. So for that reason, I just think this is a motivational game for Seattle, a total all in performance versus a team that I still think fucking sucks. I still think has only won one game in 20 games. And I, at three and a half, I mean, I loved it more when it was at three, but I had three and a half, two, I'll take it. Go Seattle. I think that's a great, great play. 
Can I can I interject one thing, James, really quick? Yeah. So, um, Austin, if I told you that the Browns wanted to run the ball more, what would you say? Say that's a good thing. And so, obviously, like I'm sure this surprises no one. They have the number one ranked rushing offense. DVOA has them 17.3 percent better than an average team. In second place, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are the only other team um, at. And at 8.9%, um, the only other team in a positive r- range, I actually think this is good that they're running the ball more. I think it's going to make easier throws for Trevor Lawrence. And um, while I, and because it's we say they're going to run the ball more, it's up to Trevor Lawrence ultimately whether he like they're going to be able to score and put drives together. And I think the easier it is on Trevor Lawrence, the easier time he's going to have picking apart that uh, Seattle secondary. So I actually think running the ball more kind of plays into um, not only um, in terms of like sustaining offensive drives, but keeping the game close clock is running a little more. I think that hook means more. So um, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with urban there. I hear you. But it's just, I just think the weakness of Seattle is more their pass defense. So I would if, agree. So if you come in with a rushing attack, you play more into their hands versus if the chiefs were playing in this week and a pass, a high pass heavy team, they most likely will take a lot bigger advantage of the Seattle defense. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, sorry, James, interrupted you. What were you going to say? Are you guys betting this game? Yeah, I'm in Austin. Yeah, fuck it. Sweet. Let's do it. Come on in, James. Uh, yeah. I'm going to hop on the Jags, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the spot for the Jags. I, it's like you said. If this, if this game was last week and it was immediately after the Jags won their first game, I would – Stay away and see Seattle be the only look I had. But that bye week in between, they can celebrate for a week, do whatever they want in London. Urban can go meet those 23-year-old girls, whatever he does. And then he's got a week to prep. Usually usually he's, he's functioning his optimally. So I like the Jags here. I just wasn't as impressed at all by Seattle on, on Monday. Um, that might have been the worst offensive performance I've seen outside of the Texans games this year. Um, Bears. <laughs> Yeah, you know, with the Bears, you probably throw in there too. But the Bears, I uh, got like three of those. Man, I can't, yeah. can't believe I'm betting on that team. Again, that puts um, things into perspective a bit. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna trust the Jags here. I think, like Chad said, the hook is worth a lot here. Um, I could see this being a lower scoring game. So, in a game with a lower total and fewer points, I think the hook could definitely come to play here. And I'll t- I'll ride with the Jags. Sweet. All right, the New England Patriots. Traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers lane four and a half. Uh, total 49 and a half. James, you, my friend, have a like on the Patriots. Why should we bet the Patriots, James? Well, the number keeps coming down. I had I bet it five and a half. It's now down to four. If four this dude is still... just beating the market on everything. Goodness gracious. And one is winning best bets. Um, yeah, but I, I like the I like the Pats here. Um this game makes me think back to last year when Herbert struggled mightily. Uh, he was 26 for 53, and I think he threw for less than 250 yards. Also had two picks that game. Um, at that point, yes, the coaching staff was different for the Chargers, but I think that game um, kind of gave Belichick some insight on what Herbert might struggle with. And even with, if the Chargers have another week of rest here, I think I'd trust Belichick more. I, I think the, the Pats can run the ball here and do what they want on offense and kind of control the clock and limit possessions. Um, and then on the other side, Yes, the Chargers offense has been really good, and at points this year they have looked like a juggernaut, but I just think uh, four is too many here. I think this game should be closer to three. 
Uh, if they were three, I'd pass, but anything above three, I like the Pats here. I think they keep this close, and I think they're very live. Well, I like the Chargers. I'm on the other side, so I will take your bet. All right. I think this is a good spot for the Chargers. They're coming in off a bye. They're getting a lot of guys back, and particularly they're getting guys like Mike Williams and Joey Bosa who have been playing, but they've been playing through injury. So another week of just preparation and recovery, they should be fully healthy for this game. It's an even better spot because the Patriots are flying cross country. Patriots so far this season have played one of the softest schedules in the NFL compared to the Chargers who have played one of the most difficult schedules. Patriots have faced Jets twice, the Dolphins and the Texans, which is all skewing their offensive stats to making their offense look a lot better. Uh, This Chargers defense should be a step up in competition. And like you mentioned that the Chargers did struggle last year with a different coach and the Patriots having a different, a lot of different defense, different defensive pieces. And should that worry me for taking the Chargers? Maybe a little, but I think this Chargers team is different. I think under Brandon Staley, they're different. And I'm going to flip it and say the fact that they got 45 to zero beat 45 to zero last season is a motivational angle. I think this is something that you circled coming into the season and especially coming off of a bye that you want to get some revenge. And I think they're live to get margin. And I think I really like this play at four and a half. I'm with Austin here. Uh, I will also bet you, James. Wow. Uh, we got bets coming now. Yeah, we do. This is a good one. We'll, we'll have some action between the three of us. Um, but with I echo everything you just said, Austin. Um, I think that New England is generally overrated. Um, and Brandon Staley, a week to prepare that if they're that give me that all day long, that just excites the hell out of me. Um, and I think that um, one thing that has kind of interested me is um, so I'm also looking at the over and because the chargers are horrible against the run, which like, I think, I think we've seen the Patriots do pretty well uh, recently and that, Mac Jones has a higher big time throw rate than Justin Herbert actually so far this year. Um, and so just, and so I do think that's kind of interesting to see it, that he's kind of taken more shots down the field uh, since the first couple of weeks. Um, and I think that does play to an over a little bit. That being said, I think the chargers kind of roll here and kind of name their number. I think the Patriots defense is overrated overall and have been taking advantage of some really bad offenses. So give me the chargers lane four and a half. I love it. Um, I'm excited. We got we got some good action. Another um, note for this game too: uh, the Chargers do upgrade a kicker. They go from having a person <laughs> basically in a wheelchair kick the ball to someone, anyone else basically. So that should help you guys. I think the Pats actually had two blocked field goals last year in this game. I think you're right. Um, sorry, Evan. Um, <laughs> Washington football team getting three at the Denver Broncos. Uh, totals at 44. It's looking like uh, plus three is even money right now. So I, that might just be teaser protection. Um, I kind of want to bet the Broncos. Can any of you guys dissuade me from that? Not really. It's an incredible buy low spot. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot on this game. Austin, have, anything? Any words? I really don't have anything to say. Uh <laughs> Broncos are, I mean, this, it is, the injury report's pretty big. The Broncos are pretty hurt on defense, and Washington's pretty hurt on offense. Uh, Jerry Judy's coming back. I don't know. There's, there's better games to watch. I don't, I don't want any part of this. That's fair. 1 p.m. slate is loaded. All right. 
Yeah, football team <laughs> Broncos. Loaded. It, Jags and Seahawks. That's what the case you're including that. I, I, they're shooting 50% here, though. Should be two solid games, although yeah. Chargers about to work the Patriots, so maybe not. Um, Make your case for the Broncos. Yeah, I guess I have to now because you guys aren't saying anything. Um, so I think, like James said, this is just a good buy low spot. They get extra time to prepare for what people are making a big deal about how – which I do think this is kind of a big deal. Washington, which is so absurdly unlucky last week. But I think at like with that kind of stuff, it is reflected in the number, and that's why it did come down off of three and a half. Now it's looking like it might go back to three and a half, which is interesting. But um, I, I think the Washington football team defense is atrocious. I think the Broncos' O line is good enough to kind of slow down what is the best part of their defense, and that's just their pass rush. And I think if that happens and you're giving Teddy kind of time, I'm not super worried about it. And um, it's, it's really hard for me to kind of create qualitative angles on this just because the only reason really why I'm thinking about the Broncos is I think it should be three and a half or four, um, but I'm clearly having a hard time. So we're going to move on now. I think if it gets to two and a half, everyone should bet the Broncos. I think three is a stay away. And just kind of ignore this game. And you know what? If you got a fancy player on the team, maybe maybe follow along a red zone. Actually, I've got one thing. Um, if Logan Thomas plays, I would bet his receiving props. If if not, I would bet Ricky Seals Jones receiving props. Denver is really bad at covering tight ends, and that's and now I'm done talking about the Broncos. Bucks Saints Buccaneers are a four and a half point road favorite. Total is 50 and a half. Um, James, you, uh, James got another great number once again. James, I believe you bet Saints plus six. I did. All right. Tell me why. So last year we saw these teams play three times. In the regular season, the Saints dominated both matchups. And then the playoffs, we saw the Bucs eliminate them. Um, more than anything, that game, the reason the Bucs won it was Drew Brees and turning the ball over. Uh, the yardage was basically even. They were tied going into the fourth quarter. And then with four minutes left, Drew Brees threw a pick that put the Patriots on the Saints one-yard line. Uh, three picks that game and a fumble loss with doom for the Saints. But in the other matchups, the Saints totally controlled Tampa Bay. Um, I also like the under in this game as well. Um, I think Sean Payton knows how to defend this Bucks offense. And, yes, I think the Bucks have kind of transformed into a machine compared to last year. They're still kind of meshing. Um, but I, I just trust Sean Payton here. Last year, they really held him in check. Um, and the defense really looked good last week off the bye. Five sacks and when they had eight of prior uh, five games. So they're coming alive and they're coming alive at the right time. The Bucs also came here twice last year when there were no fans. They have not played in front of this hostile crowd with full capacity yet. So I trust the Saints here. I love the home field. And I think Sean Payton knows if he's going to stay in this game, he's got to play somewhat conservative and not give the, uh, the Bucs the ball in kind of advantageous spots like he did in the playoffs. I'm with you on that under. Uh, before I get to the under, here's a stat. This is the first time the Bucks have been favored in the Superdome. Wow. Yeah. That's I crazy. That was pretty impressive. Because the Saints but, have uh, had some pretty bad teams since like 2000. Yep. Um, but I'm with you on the under. Um, the Saints defense looks elite right now. Granted, they've played no one um, offensively. I mean, week one against the Packers. But other than that, this will be a, a big step up in competition. But from a stats point of view, their defense looks very good. 
they're going to get David on Yamada back, which should help uh, the run stuffing. So that Huge. takes away the whole, the rush offense from the Bucks. But from the pass offense perspective, Antonio Brown's out. Mike Evans is going to be shadowed by Lattimore. There's some receiving oh, options. That is mm-hmm. lunch. Yeah, that matchup returns. Uh, so the options are taken away from the Bucks offense. Um, so I think the, the uh, I can't exactly trust the Bucks. I know they're rolling right now to just come come away and score a bunch on the Saints defense. And on the same side, I certainly can't trust the Saints offense. Um, they're they've their receiving core is really bad. Um, without Michael Thomas there, I they have Callaway. I think they might get Traycon Smith back this week, but he played last they, week. Oh, okay. Well, their their receiving game. core it just doesn't impress me, and I don't see it being able to take advantage of this Buck secondary. Um, they really relied on Kamara last week. And if you take out Kamara, um, that offense becomes a little more stagnant. Um, I don't know if Taysom Hill's back this week, but I, I, think he's I, I don't, I don't want any part of the side. Uh, give me the under. Cause I just don't think either of these teams are going to be able to put up a lot of points. I think Austin just said something that's really important. And he was going through St. Skill players and he had to mention Taysom Hill. And that's how bad the Saints offense is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really bad. It's beyond words. However, I watched last week's game and I thought they could use Taysom Hill right now, which is a crying shame. (laughs) But James, we talked about this last week or more. So I was kind of droning on and on and you were listening, but (laughs) I think where the Buccaneers are going to struggle is when they can't dominate up front. And this pretends to both sides of the ball. So we saw last week, where Noah Keem Hicks, Khalil Mack left in like the second quarter and all this. And so they were just able to move the ball so easily because their offensive line could just dominate. Now they go up against what I think is one of the best defensive lines in football. On the flip side, they're going up against an albeit banged up, but I still solid Saints offensive line. And I don't think that they're going to have, um, and th- there's like a trickle down effect there to where they're not getting the same amount of pressure that they can to put Justin Fields in hell. And I think that Jameis takes chances downfield so that you will get a big player too for the Saints. Um, and I, I'm with Austin. Their receivers are so bad. And like Marquez Calloway as your number one with Jameis Winston on your team, not exactly the recipe to success. And so uh, that being said, I think this is a low scoring game. So I do like the under. And I also think that um, – I think the Saints are able to keep it within the number just kind of by uh, like kind of slower methodical drives, which it does seem like Jameis has kind of improved in that regard, whether he's taking his time in the pocket, kind of rolling out, picking up like, you know, eight yards for the first down, the short passing he was so bad on or like er- early in the season. And now he's just kind of bad at it. So there has been kind of improvement there. Um, I think at the current number of four and a half, I would, probably stay away if it does tick up to six like james got um i would bet the saints again i'm not sure that's going to happen but no uh, maybe game day if the public's all over the bucks yeah um so that's that's where i'm at i love the underlook though also important to note oh go ahead finish you you go ahead i was gonna wrap it up it's james's revenge game he hasn't started a game (laughs) yet against bruce aaron in the bucks so they have to win oh and um one more thing I, i was watching the manning cast on monday and Tom Brady was on and he was saying um, essentially he was kind of like talking about how just absurdly easy it was for him to run his offense with no crowd noise. And James, you alluded to it earlier. It's going to be the first time that um, that like they're going to 
since last year being on that team. And what it, what is, I'm sure they have, I mean, it's, they're the Super Bowl champion and their offense is the best in the NFL. But, um, you know, maybe they do have to go to the silent count and stuff like that, which could kind of throw the Bucks off a little bit to start. So I think that's a good point. Um, moving on to Sunday know. night. I know we already talked about that. Um, Monday. Monday night. The Giants getting 10 on the road at the Kansas City Chiefs. Total is at 52 and a half. Oof. Good thing the Chiefs get an extra day. They need it. Oof. Austin, <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I, I really I, – I don't want to get in front of this Chiefs team right now. Get in front uh, I just, of them. I mean, get on them. <laughs> I, I just like – it's just they're, they're really tough to back. Um, honestly, I think that Mahomes injury is pretty interesting from last week. So the fact that he got cleared from concussion protocol so quickly uh, tells me that it was his neck and it was a neck injury. Again, the same neck injury that he got against the Browns. So this is now his second neck injury in the last six months. So I, t- I think that honestly could play a bit of a factor. That's the type of injury that'll linger a couple of weeks um, for a guy who's always scrambling out of the pocket and turning his head in different directions to throw the ball. I think it might cause a little bit of an impact. Uh, I want no part of this chief's team. Um, I, I will say that all offenses have their off weeks and last week was certainly an off week for them. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm not doubting in their offense. I still have a full believer. This offense is incredible, but that defense is just so bad. And for them to be laying 10 points is just a stretch. So I, I want, I want no part of the game. What about you, James? Yeah. Tough game. Like Austin said, I actually lean to the chiefs here. I mean, at some point the market's got to bottom out. Seems crazy that it's bottoming out at 10. Um, <laughs> I can't, can't get worse than this. That was the worst performance I've seen the Chiefs have in years. Like, I actually can't remember anything even close to that. Um, the Giants last week, too, had a really good performance. I don't know if they carry that momentum into here. I've mentioned before they are very good road dogs, ATS. I think mm-hmm. that game moved them to 11-3 and three, their last 14 under Joe Judge. Wow. Um, so this certainly lines up for one of those spots, but – at some point, they got to get right. And that Giants defense, yes, they had a great performance last week, but they're still nothing special. Um, if they if the Chiefs can finally click, I think they cover this number pretty easily, but it's a huge if. Um, of there, in terms of, like, injury news, I guess, um, uh, Jabril Peppers, who's, like, one of the Giants' best defensive players, he is out for the year. He got hurt in third quarter last week. Um, this is tough. Saquon and Tony should be back, which will help that Giants offense. Absolutely. Um, and the Chiefs defense is so incredibly bad that I don't, I don't understand how they are able to lay ten points. Like, it, does that num- does that number kind of like shock you at all for like a Giants team that does more often than not kind of play close games? I mean, it, I did think it'd be closer to seven, especially with. Mahomes like being kind of injured. Is there yeah. is he going to play I mean, this Kenzel. week? Like is that yeah, he'll play? He'll play. He's not yeah. concussed. I mean, he's okay. he's he should play. I don't know. I I really want to bet the Giants, but is the Chiefs like is the Chiefs market bottoming out, or is it just kind of like the same thing that we've seen the last twenty weeks of football? I mean, it, what's this? I mean, they've covered really like one thirteen, so it moved three points. Okay. Have you covered like one spread in the last like 
20 14 or four, 20. I mean, it's, it's like, so, it's, it's insane. No, I think it's 14 or 15. They, they come yeah. against the football team. That's absurd. I mean, and so they're like two, they're like two and 14 ATS. That's oh, like a whole NFL didn't they, season. Didn't they cover like week 17 or something last, uh, last year? No, but like no one really played. Them. So I kind of just discounted it. Um, no, I think the Chargers ran them out of the building that game. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm making something up in my mind. I, I, I have no idea when it would have been. But uh, can can then maybe this? Can you guys talk me out of the Giants team total over? I mean, they're no. getting ten points, no. so that's going to be suppressed. <laughs> uh, they're getting offensive weapons back, and f- honestly, for a Chiefs game, fifty-two and a half does not seem that high. Their total is twenty and a half over minus one thirty. Oh, that's a bet. I'm betting that. Um, yeah, well, that's hold on. But what you just said? Why not just take the over? Because yeah. I don't – I don't like – there's something off about the Chiefs' offense. And I don't know it's uh, – which is weird to say, but is it, I, it might be like a lack of playmakers. And um, I think that – I mean, I don't think anyone will ever write the book on Patrick Mahomes just because I do think he is the best quarterback in football. But I th- they, they've faced the most um, too high safety – um, defenses so far this year, and that just makes Mahomes do way more work and kind of force way more throws than he has to. And I think that's kind of why we've seen his interception his interception rate tick up. And if the Giants are doing that, even with a backup safety, um, that does kind of take me off the Chiefs' offense a little bit here. Do you agree? Do you think the Giants are alive in this game? Why not? I hope the New, not. York, the New York parlay again. Should I should I bet it I, again? I think you have to. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I figured you'd be in. Um, anything else? Much convincing. I think oh. we're good there. Um, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at the Sharpside Pod. Um, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I tweeted out the college college podcast today. You know, I had to include podcasts in there. Um, I fired out the link for that. Um, if you're listening through Spotify, hit the follow button. Um, I'm going to make one of you guys in charge of giving me a good poll idea so I can make a Spotify poll, just see if anyone responds to it again. Just think that's kind of funny. We had one guy do it on one of the college football ones. Um, yeah. Um, any more uh, zoology notes, Austin? Oh, we didn't even talk Cowboys Vikings, did we? Who wins? We Cowboy or Viking? Oh. I mean, a cowboy has a gun. Yeah, it's got to be a cowboy. Vikings are crazy motherfucker, though. I'm taking the Viking. Like, I, What are you going to do when you get shot in the head? You know, he'll keep going. He's drunk <laughs> and he'll push forward. Give me the Vikings. Get- and Vikings travel in packs. Cowboys are more of like lone wolves on their horse. Like, This is not just a one-on-one battle. I think Vikings are going to come in like 100 deep. That's, that is true. That is true. You know, I mean, I feel like cowboys are you know lone wolf types yeah you can't you'd never see a hundred cowboys maybe well that presents the interesting hypothetical of um like what if you went back in time to like the crusades with a machine gun Mm, yeah i I think you're gonna win that whatever (laughs) until we run out of ammo probably right speaking of did you guys see the terrorist i think in norway who like ran into a mall and started just killing people with bow and arrows because the gun laws are so strict no way yeah, five, five really people with bow and arrows. Kind of badass. <laughs> That's not badass. He was killing people. But um, 
That is he very, must have uh, pretty good aim, though. That, yeah, that's very Green Arrow esque. Um, I can't <laughs> believe we're talking about this right now. Yeah. I, okay. Thank you all for listening. Um, if I, I, I hope someone just listened to that conversation right there because that was utterly absurd. This is a football podcast. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I have a good, I have a good feeling about this week, and I think James is going to lose another best bet. Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> I'm making up ground. So is Austin. Uh, thank you guys for listening once again. Awesome. What are we doing this weekend? Let's go win some money. Do it. Go Jets. Go Jets.